Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the campus pastors here at Fellowship Community Church. I serve as our North Campus pastor as well as our online pastor. And man, I am so thankful, seriously, that you take uh, this podcast seriously, that you take diving into God's word uh, as a thing to enjoy and a thing to, to love, and that I don't take that for, uh, for for granted. I don't take that as assault. Thank, I thank you for, for joining us in here. Well, as we uh, uh, are kicking off almost into Second uh, Corinthians here. Uh, we have a new guest on with us this week. We have Mr. Daniel, who's at our South, or not our Southwest, our Salem campus. So uh, excited to have Daniel on with us. Going to get to know him a little bit this week, and uh, as we journey through Second Corinthians. Uh, well, Daniel, before we hop in here uh, into Second Samuel chapter, th- or not Second Samuel, Second Corinthians chapter three. Why did Samuel pop in my mind? I have no idea. We haven't even been know. talking about Samuel. I don't know. We um, can. <laughs> we can. I didn't read through that, but we can. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, cool. So. What is one thing that a person should know about you if they've never met you before? Okay. Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit and tell you more than one thing. That's if fine. That's okay. <laughs> um, well, I was born and raised in Michigan in a suburb of Detroit. I'm the oldest of three boys. Um, went to undergrad in Michigan and moved to Lynchburg to go to Liberty for my grad school time. Um, I met my wife while living in Lynchburg, and we've been married for four years now. We also have a little boy who's about to turn 14 months old. Oh, love it, love it. Do you miss the winters of Michigan? I do not. (laughs) I thought you were going to say you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you for asking. I actually just went there last week. I was on vacation, and uh, it was fun for my wife and my little son. They got to play outside in the snow, and I watched them from afar. How much snow was, was on the ground? Several inches. Oh. I I don't know how much exactly, but it was it was much more than we got here this winter. <laughs> That's right. Just Al- put it that way. Almost the first snowless winter of Roanoke ever in existence. Yeah. Also uh, known as my favorite winter we've had so far. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We're going to get some snow. I love it. All right. Well, here we're going to hop into 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, so if you haven't engaged, read God's Word, uh, we are doing the hear reading method. Highlight, explain, apply, and respond. Daniel and I will model what that's like uh, as we journey through this. Um, but Daniel, here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit, uh, what I say illuminated or uh, revealed to you, opened your eyes to, that you wrote down and highlighted? Okay. So I actually picked out two verses here. Really, I was going with verse 6. But verse 6 starts in the middle of a sentence, so I'm going to read verse 5 and 6 as well. And this is reading from the ESV. It says, Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. That's powerful text. What are some things going on here? How would you explain what, what Paul's writing here in this text? So in these verses, Paul is really contrasting the Old Covenant and the New Mm. Covenant, right? So one of the things I really love about the Bible is that there's this typology, right? And for those who don't know what that means, there's a type of something that we see in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the New Testament, we see often see a newer and better version of that, Mm -hmm. right? So there was the Old Covenant, which was through the Law of Moses. And um, that covenant served a purpose, but ultimately it wasn't going to save anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's because the kind of the, the goal of that covenant was to kind of 
reveal sin to people. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and now there's this new covenant, though, um, that's through grace, and it is through the Spirit, and that's what gives life. And so Paul pretty much goes through that in his um, verse, and I think it's um, it's just a really uh, beautiful thing. It's something that's much better than the old covenant. Yeah, even when you look at this, like that Christ manifests himself to us, or God manifests himself through Christ to us, uh, where um, in the Gospels, Jesus would say, like, he didn't come to abolish the law, but rather to fulfill it. Um, and, and Jesus, even looking at the typologies there, uh, I love it when you look at uh, Moses as a representation of the law, and then you also have the priests, or excuse me, the prophet, who uh, Elijah is is the the representation of the prophet. And Jesus came, and he is both. He's prophet and, uh, and and the law, the law and the prophets, they speak through the person of, of Jesus. Um, <clears throat> so how, let me even ask you this, like, Looking at that, how Jesus has been made manifest to us, we no longer have the old covenant, we're now under the new covenant. Like, how has Christ maybe personally made himself known to you? Um, I think he speaks to me through the scriptures a mm-hmm. lot, and I think he does that through a lot of people. Um, and um, I think in seeing prayers answered mm. is a is a big way that mm-hmm. God has done that. I've seen him move in many ways in my life, um, like through my career so far and through my marriage and through having our son. And I think that those are big ways that God has, well, Jesus specifically has sort of manifested himself. Yeah. I always tell people the like the whole pregnancy process and mm-hmm. the whole birthing process, like if you can't look at that and be like, there's a creator, like, yes, absolutely. holy cow, it is just mind-boggling yeah, yeah. to me. And one of the things that I've been saying to my wife recently is like, our son is, we just love him so much. He's so sweet and fun, and he's just like a happy little boy. And it's like, we are really seeing God's character yeah. right now through mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I just love him so much. And it's like, a part of me is like, oh, I want to praise him for being so great. But it's like, no, this is just a reflection of God, right? Yeah. And so I, when I think about it in terms like that, then it's like, okay, God is who deserves the glory for this. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so explain what's going on in the text a little bit. How do you begin to apply this text into your life, or, or what are some principles of application in the, to followers of Jesus' lives? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, walking in grace is really, really important mm-hmm. um, when you think about that. You know, the old law was a law that was based on works mm-hmm. and following certain rules and regulations. And again, like you said, Jesus didn't abolish the law. He came to fulfill it because he was the only person that actually never sinned mm-hmm. and and therefore was able to follow the law completely. Um, but this new covenant through grace, uh, it's it's unmerited, mm-hmm. right? And so when, when we think about it like that, I think it takes the pressure off us a little bit. Um, and of course, it doesn't mean we can just do whatever we want now, but, you know, we can have that, you know, gift from God through that yeah. unmerited favor. Yeah. Yeah. Even Paul would say in Romans chapter seven, chapter eight, uh, or should we, should we sin more so God's grace may be abound evermore? No, but his grace does abound uh, ever, ever more in that sense. Uh, that's good. So was there anything that the Holy Spirit really called you to personally respond to in this text? Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing was just thanking God for this new and improved way to get to him. Mm. You know, with this new covenant, the veil is torn now. We don't need a yeah. priest to go into the um, the holiest of holies, or, or I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now we can, like that 
verse, I think it was one of our old studies we had here at um, FCC about boldly going to the throne of God. Yeah. That was like the key verse for it. Life-changing prayer. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so now we can do that. Yeah. And that's what I tend to think about. Like if I'm having a prayer time in the morning or a devotional time, it's like, in a sense, I'm coming directly to God's throne mm. and talking to him directly. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to, you know, go through any other method or go through any other way. You know, we have access to him right here. So yeah. that's kind of how I think about it. Yeah, even going back to the, the old law and such, when you look at the like the temple, uh, they would make a sacrifice in the morning and then they'd make a sacrifice in the evening of a lamb every single day. That wasn't, I mean, then you had other festivals and other feasts and other things when they would make different sacrifices. But every day you're going to have those two. And the priest had to make those sacrifices for people. And Christ comes and he fulfills that, like, it is complete. And, mm-hmm. and that now, even just like in devotionals, we, we have the opportunity to come in the mornings. We have the opportunity to come in the evenings. We have the opportunity to come right now. We have the opportunity to come when we're struggling at work. We have the opportunity to come when we're joyful at work. We have opportunity to come when we're talking with our kids. We're, we have opportunity. Like, it's never ending. Like, and we don't need to bring our own lamb. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, can you imagine that? Like, yeah. oh, I gotta let me go get my lamb and bring him <laughs> in the car because I gotta yeah. go meet with God. Uh, good stuff. Uh, well, thank you for listening here and joining here on the Jesus Everyday Podcast as we're with Daniel uh, journeying through the book of Second Corinthians. 